Hello, this is Christine Tremolay, and you're listening to From Nothing to Profit. Welcome to From Nothing to Profit, a photographer's podcast with Matt and Kaya, where each week they talk to photographers about what is working in their business now so you can swipe those ideas and grow your business faster. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Uh, a new season, all new guests. Um, today, we actually don't have Kaya with us. I just have my friend Christine with us because um, she's doing this really cool project. And Christine, I'm just going to hand it over to you in a second. But she's doing this really cool project called Insta Local. Some of you guys have probably seen it online, maybe in some Facebook groups and stuff like that. Um, but I just thought she would be a perfect guest today to have onto the show um, to explain kind of what that project is and what you're doing, because um, I think it would really benefit our audience. So first of all, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, we really appreciate you taking time. Thank you so much for having me. So real quick, let me tell everybody how we know each other, and then, then you jump right into um, your your project. So we've known each other. I bet we've known each other for like six or seven years now, because we've been in the, the same Facebook group, which was a photography blogging group. I mean years and years ago and just you and I never get kicked out of it basically because we behave <laughs> we behave ourselves so um but yeah I mean because we and then we we spent some time together at WPI, WPPI maybe three years ago and mm-hmm. so yeah I mean it's amazing how fast time flies so it is it's crazy I know well cool um anyway so jump in real quick tell us about InstaLocal I don't want to waste any more time because I want everyone to hear about it it's an awesome project go ahead um well, I'll actually, do you want me to start with a like a little bit of an overview of where this grew out of? Yeah, I would. Yeah, we'd love to hear that for sure. So, um, I have been doing work online since 2000, and at the time I was working as a digital strategist. I used to work with Fortune 500 companies, but my dream was to be a professional photographer. And it was back at that point in time when I started blogging. And because at the time we didn't have social media yet, like we do now, we just like bloggings were sort of the start of social media. Uh, fast forward a few years, 2007 started my own photography business and I was really successful. My first year in business, I hit six figures. My first year in business, I was, uh, six figures gross, like gross revenue. Um, And my goal was to book 25 weddings, and I did. And over the years, people have been asking me, they're like, well, how'd you do that? And for a long time, I was always saying what was because of blogging, because I was a pretty prolific blogger at the time. And I credited blogging for it. But in the past year or so, since about 2018, I really sat down and looked at like everything that was going on right when I started my business. And it was the start of social media really taking off. Um, I live in Houston. We had a great Houston, um, like a Twitter community. I don't do Twitter anymore because now it's just a cesspool of craziness. But what I realized was it wasn't just blogging. It was that I was communicating with the local business owners and that I was getting to know people locally and I realized that while Twitter has gotten, and like I said, a little crazy, um, Instagram, where it's at right now, is perfect for doing the same thing, for getting to know other local business owners, no matter what type of photography you do, that you can get out there and you can get to know 
other local business owners and in supporting them, they support you. They help you get in front of their customers. And in the process, it'll help grow your business. And um, you had actually come to me and you had asked me to share tips on what was working right now um, in the photo industry. And I was like, it, that was actually the big thing that like, it just hit me like a ton of bricks. I'm like, this is it. And this is what so few people do with how we use Instagram. For most of us, we use Instagram a lot for inspiration and we follow other photographers and other photographers follow us. And that's great. And getting likes feels really good. Like scientifically, you get a dopamine release every time somebody likes your stuff. You do physically have a chemical reaction to it. It really does feel good. Um, But man, you know, all the hearts in the world on your Instagram posts are not going to put money in the bank. You have to take it deeper than that. Yeah. So yeah, let me, so let me back up. You're talking about a little bit, like a couple months ago, I reached out to you cause I did an online summit and I mm-hmm. said, Hey, I would love for you to be on it. Cause you're always, you know, doing new cool stuff. And you said, yeah, no, I would love to. And so, yeah, what you shared on the summit was, um, about this idea of, of Insta local. And I think, I think one of the reasons why people are not necessarily where you are mentally about Instagram is I don't know if people take time to step back and think, Oh, the platform has changed. Now, obviously, they realize when a new feature comes out that it's changed. But I don't know how often people step back and say, okay, what is it? Like, if Instagram was born today, what would I think about it? And how would I use it? Because they just sometimes they just keep doing the same stuff that they've been doing for five or six years. But that may not be that may not even be native to the platform anymore. I don't even know that it's necessarily that the platform has changed. I think also the majority of education that's out there around Instagram is about Um, how to get more of like a global reach, how to be seen on this big, huge scale, you know, and everybody gets really, I can't tell you how many times I've sat down and and talked with people and they've told me, they're like, oh, well, when I finally get 10,000 followers on Instagram, then I'll be successful. Well, here's a secret. I know people that have over 10,000 followers on Instagram and they still struggle to book clients because those, those 10,000 followers are global. They're like, they're everywhere. Right. And, and it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily um, relate to growing your business. I think that's a no. really good point. And so you've made two points so far that I think are really good. One is that your followers don't, don't necessarily translate into better business and your likes do not necessarily translate into, into more business. And I think, and I think there are people out there talking about that a little bit, but I agree that most of the education is around like, you know, how do you get 10,000? How do you get 20,000 followers? So how how do you become an influencer? Right. So, so how are you looking at it? And, and, and how are you, yeah, just how are you looking at it then? So when I stepped back and started thinking about it, I realized that everything I've always believed about your blog, so your blog is your storefront online. So your business exists on the internet instead of on a main street in your city. And it's your storefront. It's where people go and they browse and they get to know you and they get to know what you offer and they figure out if they want to buy stuff. Well, Instagram is essentially, sorry, Instagram is essentially your second website. It, has all of those same features as your website does, you know, that 
people come there and they come to find out who you are and they want to connect with you and they want to figure out what it is that you offer. And so it's much more about connecting with those local potential clients than it is with connecting people all over the world. Yes, we all want to be globally famous. I'm, you know, I'm not going to deny that. And I think for a lot of people, they're like, yeah, but I want to do destination work, which I understand because I do destination work and destination work is cool. Um, but even doing destination work, my the bulk of my clients are still local. Right. And so it's an ability through Instagram, you can actually network without ever leaving your house. <laughs> I think a lot of photographers, I think a lot of us are introverts. So that like, you know, to be able to network, but you don't actually have to go anywhere is a nice thing. Um, right. I think you can, you can build a, my, my signature is an, an 18 minute strategy that you do 18 minutes a day and bring in clients because likes and followers are not the same as conversions. I mean, you know, this is all, all about from nothing to profit. Like, how do you use Instagram to get to a profit? It's not having 10,000 followers. It's having however many clients you want to have a month. So here, so here's what I really like about this conversation and where it's going. So one of my concerns always about Instagram is that you ultimately don't own the platform. So it can change at any time, which, which we've dealt with for years. And I think all of us have figured out how to be nimble with that. And you do own your website. Mm-hmm. So there's some power there. What I what I do like about Instagram over your website is, you know, like the eyeballs are already there. You know, people right. waking up in the morning, they're already scrolling. Yeah, you have to be careful because you don't own the platform and it can change at any moment or it can just go away. But at the same time, you know, they're scrolling, you know, at lunch, during their work hours. And so the eyeballs are already there. And what I like about this conversation is you're saying, hey, the strategy is the same. The mm-hmm. platform, the platform's different. So practice the strategy. And if Instagram goes away, believe me, there'll be another, there'll be another platform that'll come around at some point and you can, uh, you can deploy these same strategies again. Right. Exactly. And then one other great thing, and we kind of skipped this in the intro. Like I said, I have a long history of blogging. Um, my geek claim to fame is that I named WordPress literally. Right, um, cool. <laughs> and no, I didn't work for them at the time. There was no them to work for at that point. So I, I do love blogging. Blogging is still very much in my heart. I, actually, I had somebody just recently say to me, they're like, oh, so blogging doesn't matter anymore. And I was like, no, no, no. Every time you write a great post on Instagram, copy it, paste it on your blog. Now it's a blog post. And if somebody happens to follow you on Instagram and then they end up over on your blog because they're checking you out, because I would still argue like most people, if they're going to book you and really truly invest in working with you, they are probably going to end up on your website at some point to dig well, deeper. Yeah. yeah. You wouldn't think they would just heart a post on Instagram and, and then call you with the next click. Like, I don't think right. that's going to happen. Yeah. Like they're, I don't think that they are necessarily going to call you and then like, Hey, here's my credit card number. Let me pay you gobs of money. So I feel like they're going to research you more. Well, if they get to your blog and they see a post that maybe they read on Instagram a week or two ago, because we're going to assume they've been following you for a while psychologically what happens is 
they have a feeling like they're special. They're in the know. They're cool because they already know that. They don't actually, you know, everybody's resistance is, well, I don't want to put the same content on my blog that I put on Instagram because then it won't be interesting. And I'm like, no, no, no. Not everybody's going to see every single post on Instagram. So if you write a great post on Instagram, copy, paste, put it on your blog. Now you have content on your blog that Google can index. And when they when they show up and they see that, they'll just be like, huh, did I read this before? How many times do you come across an article that you've read before and but you're not entirely sure if you've read it before. Yeah, you're like, this sounds familiar, but... I think this is familiar, but... And then, once it's on your blog, you know, I don't know, three months from now, maybe it's either really busy or kind of slow, but you can go through your old blog post and put them on Instagram again. Or, like, pull an excerpt out of a blog post and make a new Instagram post. Like, you can recycle content and nobody cares. No, and most people will never notice. So it's all fresh to them, you know, right? They never notice or the algorithm kept them from seeing it before, or whatever happened, they didn't see it the first time. So it's okay. And now you get to get off the content treadmill. You get to slow down, like you don't have to be coming up with 2000 word blog post every other day, because that's crazy. Right. (laughs) Yeah, well, and I like it. Like, and go like what I was saying earlier before. I don't know if people step back and and think about like how platforms move and what the culture around them do. Because for a long time, you know, there was a conversation. You well, you can't post all the time because you know there at this point there was no algorithm. It just right. was like you know chronological. So like you can't post all the time because people will unfollow you. And then all of a sudden the algorithm came, and then the, everyone was trying to figure out how to gamify. The algorithm. I, I love this conversation because it's not about gamification. It's about a sound strategy of making connections with people um, and just happen to be using Instagram as the platform. That's what I love about it. Right. And so one of the things about the algorithm I mentioned earlier about how so many of us, like we follow other photographers. And um, so I challenge people to do is like, consider maybe you just need a personal Instagram account for that. That's where you follow your friends that's where, you know, like we we saw each other at WPPI. I've met a lot of people at WPPI. Maybe that's where I follow all the people I've met at WPPI. And I keep my business account more focused on my local market. What I'm t- starting in, in that sort of action, what I'm actually telling Instagram is I care about Houston. Show me other Houston people's stuff. If all I'm doing is liking, commenting, posting, hearting, you know, linking locations and using Houston-centric hashtags, I'm I'm teaching the algorithm in that process. And like you said, this is these are tactics that you can use everywhere. It's tactics I can then go use on my website. It's the same like SEO keywords sort of tactics that we might talk about. But right. just focused over on Instagram. Yeah, and that's really and I, that's really smart because I, I see a lot of photographers talk about how, you know, the, you know, all they see is other photographers' work, <laughs> and then and they actually get sad about it sometimes because then they feel like they're inferior and stuff like that. And I think you know, I think you're exactly right. I think they're telling Instagram, 
and they're telling the, the, the algorithm, hey, I don't really care about my local stuff. I just care about other photographers doing, you know, whatever shoots or whatever. And so they're like, okay, well, if that's what you're going to engage with and like, we're just going to keep showing you more of that stuff, even if it doesn't like make you happy, even if it's not growing your business and things like that. So I like that idea of splitting them apart and telling the algorithm, hey, this account is all about local and it's my business and it's about making connections locally. This other one, show me as much photography work as you want because that's inspirational for me. Right. Well, and also uh, in, in Instagram comment pods, just going to go there. I don't think that they're a good thing. No, I think they're a terrible idea. I, they're a terrible thing because now you have um, like likes and comments from people all over the place, all over the country um, that are other photographers because it's, you know, like a network of peers liking and commenting on each other's stuff. And what happens is we actually tell Instagram, this post is interesting to photographers, not this post is interesting to people in Christine's Houston market. Right. So let me back up and explain Instapods just in case somebody missed that fad. And so the idea is that you work with a group of other photographers and then when you post a picture, you let them know and they all go and like it. And the idea behind that is that if the algorithm thinks it's a popular post due to likes and comments, it's actually going to show it farther. Right. And so it's not like boring content and they just don't show because they want to show popular content to people. And, and so, they might show it far- farther, but are they showing but, it to people that you care about? You're right. Exactly. But they're, they're, it's smart enough to know that who they need to show it farther to is other photographers. It, do, you know, it doesn't say this is popular locally. It just says this is popular, but it looks like it's popular with a small segment of, of people. Right. So, so I just don't, I don't think it, I think it backfires the algorithm altogether. Right. But because it's so, it's so easy to look at the wrong metrics, you know, to look at the likes or your follower count, because those are metrics. They are things that you can measure. So it's so easy to go, well, if I'm not in a, a commenting pod like this, where other people are liking my post right away, then I only get 20 likes on my post. But so what if like four of those people eventually become your clients? Right. It's better than 200 photographers that, You'll, you may never meet or only meet once a year at WPPI or something. You right. Know? Like my so, actual metric of what I want to measure with my Instagram account is, am I getting, am I getting conversations going with people? Are they be turning into conversions? Are they turning into leads? Are they turning into connections? Maybe like, maybe I meet one person, but then that person introduces me to somebody that becomes a client. And most of all, in my, is there money coming in my bank account? Right, for sure. So, okay, so we talked to kind of about the theory. Do you want to talk a little bit more about some of the, the tactics and how you do this to keep your Instagram local? Obviously, we talked about a few things like the, the two accounts, but do you want to talk a little bit more about the tactics and how, how you're doing it? Yes. Hashtags are your friend. And... um. So I've done a lot of, of Instagram account audits where I've audited people's the other photographers' Instagram accounts. And what I see a lot of people do is they'll use hashtags that are things like hashtag family photographer, which has been used millions and millions of times. It's probably used a million times every day. Well, you'll never be found in that. And more importantly, like 
again, you're not telling anything to the local people. So people that are local that might, people are starting to use Instagram like a search engine. So they go and they hit search. And if they're searching for a Houston family photographer and all I hashtagged was family photographer, I'm not going to show up. I'm not going to be seen. So um, one, you Instagram gives you 30 hashtags for a reason. I have, I have a, a friend that I've met through actually through being a social media expert. And she always points out, she's like, look at what the platform gives to you because they actually want you to use those things. So Instagram gives us 30 hashtags, but a lot of times people only use four or five and they use these huge global hashtags, the ones that get millions and millions of use. But if you look at some of those that maybe only have 10,000 uses, but they're local, people will find you through those. So making sure like use hashtags for places that you go to um, for the type of photography that you're offering um, for venues that you're at. If you're a wedding photographer, you know, Local stores, like use location tags. And that's another thing when people are like, well, what content should I post? Yes, you should post about your business, but it's also really cool to post about other businesses that your ideal client might be visiting too, because then they get a sense of, oh, you're like me. We are one, like we're on the same team you're interesting to me because you like the same things I like. So I might post about a really cute boutique shop in my neighborhood. And maybe you go to look at like, Hey, what's that shop offer? And through that you find me and you're like, Oh my goodness, she's a photographer. That's so cool. I'm going to follow her. And then that's how we start to connect with each other as local people. You know, that person can become a local contact. Right. And so and I, I'm going to have to go back and audit my hashtags because I did. I think I built my hashtags correctly because I had some global, mm-hmm. you know, a, a lot of local and then a few few industry based, you know, and I kind of spread it out. But yes. I haven't gone back and looked at it recently to see if I need to, to cut it down. Here's what I see people overusing. Not only the generic, uh, I think the number one abuse would be the over use of, of global hashtags that are generic, like you said. But then the other one I see is how many photographers are just stuffing their hashtags with all the magazines they want to, or not all the magazines, <laughs> all, the, all the, what's the word I'm looking for? All the Instagram accounts they want to be featured on. And typically right. they, they run magazines as well. But so they want to be featured all the way, which I get that. And that goes back to likes and endorphin rushes and stuff like that. But, you know, like if you're, if you're just stuffing your post to try to get it featured on one of those accounts, like what is, is that really going to grow your business? You know, people could argue and say yes, but it may not be the only strategy. You may need to rethink that. If I stuff my hashtags, um, the knot comes to mind. So let's say I'm putting the knot on all my, on all my posts um, for wedding stuff. Cool. Maybe that will get people to eventually, you know, maybe the knot will feature me and that will drive some people back to my website. But again, that goes back to the people that are all over the world that might not ever book me. Right. So that may be, so that, that may be considered a secondary strategy, but the first strategy probably you should be leading with is your local strategy probably is how you, I guess how I would word it. Yes. 
Yes. And then another great thing, when somebody likes your post or comments on your post, either one, go on. This is like actually part of my 18 minute strategy. This is one of the steps is go to those accounts and comment on one of their posts. Go say something nice to other people. It sounds so simple when I say it out loud, but most we don't do it. You know, this was actually what grew my blogging presence 12 years ago when I started my photography business was because if somebody left a comment, I went over and left a comment for them. And then it started, you know, we'd bounce back and forth between each other. And eventually they became a loyal reader. Or, or yeah, you built a relationship with Mm -hmm. them, you know? Yeah. Right. So, well, right. And, and that's so funny that that takes me all the way back to our Facebook group and our relationship, because like, I think you and I are the are people in that comment and this Facebook group, and it's only like 50 people, but we comment on all the time. And eventually we, over time, we just built a relationship until we ran into each other at WPPI and then like, you know, actually hung out and stuff. And so um, I think that, you know, it's like, that's, it's we live in a world of instant gratification and sometimes that slow and steady strategy is actually what makes the longest lasting relationships. Well, and I think what it is is sometimes it just seems so simple that human nature, we just want to make it more complicated. We're like, well, it can't possibly be that easy. And I'm like, but yes, it actually can be. And if you do it, like you said, diligently every single day or four or five days a week even, and you're like, oh, who's liked my post? Who's commented on my post? If I haven't posted something recently and I don't have any likes or comments, I'll go look at, hey, who's following me that Instagram isn't bothering to show me their post because thank you, nothing is in time order anymore. So why don't I go just, I'm going to go check them out. I'm going to go check out the the top 10 people, you know, the first 10 people on the list that follow me. And I'm going to go make a comment and making a comment, like an actual four to five word comment, not just hit a heart, but actually take a minute and make a comment. And, you know, just building these connections, because then over time you can do things, you know, like, if you have a studio space, you can do things like, hey, I'm having an open house. Come visit. You know, you can invite people to these things. You can give people the opportunity to get to know you. Everybody hates it when we get that dreaded email of, hi, I'm wondering if you have any sessions available and how much does it cost? But one of the problems is, is if we're not giving them human connection points where we can have a relationship that's price is sort of the only thing that they have to go on. Like we turn ourselves into a commodity. Right. And so, yeah, so here's a strategy that we do at our studio that works pretty good is like typically when I have somebody fill out a form online, I ask them some kind of question that's like more than just like name email, phone number, stuff like that. So that way, when I actually call them back, I actually have something to start the conversation with besides like nothing, you know what I mean? So we don't just dive right into price and things like that. You know, like I ask them some kind of question. So I know like, what is the reason they're doing this? Oh, you know, their mom's turning 80 years old or whatever. And so, you know, you, you, 
you got to just build those things so that you have something to talk about. And you, what you're saying is like, by doing this whole thing, you're actually doing that same thing. You're building those relationships, having something more to talk about than just like, are you available and what's your price? Right. Right. Um, it, uh, several years ago, I, I actually got to go through the experience of trying to hire a photographer in another city. Matter of fact, it was going to be for a Christmas gift for my in-laws and like, all the kids were going to chip in and we were going to buy my in-laws like a family portrait session. So that way they could have, you know, the big picture over the fireplace sort of thing. And in the process of trying to shop every website I went to, yeah, the photos were great and, you know, yay, beautiful photos, but I didn't know, like, why should I pick one person over another? Like why them? What made them so special? And, and let me guess you, you ended up picking somebody that actually had their phone number on their website and they actually called you back. <laughs> um, actually, so I was the horrible person that won the session on December 27th. And I think one person wrote me back about the prices and the other two people didn't even write me back. Right. So I don't know. And they may have thought, you know, this is also why I caution when you're like, Hey, this person is just trying to price shop me to get my prices. Well, no, I, so I actually started every email with, yes, I'm a photographer, but right. I really need a portrait session. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it, it, it's pretty amazing. I think, I think, okay, so we'll make a call to action at the end of this. Cause we'll wrap it up here in a little bit, but we may make a call to action for them to follow you and see what you're doing with this whole, this Insta local thing. Cause I think that's awesome. But they also, the other call to action for the audience should be, they should try to see how hard it is to book a session in a nearby market and just like walk in the customer's stand like shoes for a while. And they will be, they'll be horrified about how bad our industry is about calling people back, emailing people back, all that stuff. It's just, it's crazy. So I think that should be the second call to action. Not on this topic, but for me, I just wanted the prices on the website. Yeah. And I've, and I've gone, I've thought about that so much lately like actually making a lead magnet where it in and like if they you know do starting at and that's fine and then actually letting them download my price guide up front because I don't really care if they see it anyways, you know. Um and I've just gone back and forth with that and I'm so close to making that a commitment because then they put in their information. I can almost instantly call them. They have my prices already, like we're already past that. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. I just think it could be really good. So I don't know. We'll see when we cross the bridge. Okay, so here we go. Is there anything else you want to share before we start talking about how people should connect with you and follow you and see if this if this conversation is resonating with them? Well, that lead magnet is mm-hmm. a great point. The more information that you put out there to begin with, you know, as far as putting out there things that are of value to your potential client, whether it's on your website, it's on Instagram, wherever you're putting it, that helps to build that connection with them it helps to to build that interest in you and why they should pick you over anybody else and it's not you know everything that you put out there you know it should either be things that connect with them on an emotional level shows them the work that you can do or helps to educate them so thinking about ways that you can educate them through your instagram account and the I can't tell you how many times over the years I've met with people who started out following me on social media or started out with reading my website. And then when I met with them to book them, 
they would tell me, they're like, oh, you, you sound exactly the same in person as you did online. Or maybe I'd go to tell them a story that I'd also written about on my website. And they'll be like, I read about this on your website. That's where I finally clicked into this whole like, oh, they feel cool about the fact that they read this on my website. Right. So you made me me think of one more thing real quick. And I don't want to just keep circling (laughs) back too far. So people, uh, photographers always, always say, and I hate that that's way too general of a subject. Photographers always say, but photographers <laughs> always say that people just call and ask about price. And you know what? That may actually be the only thing that photographers are holding back. So like right. they, 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 somebody can do research and figure out almost everything else except for price. And so they have to call you. And so why wouldn't they ask you about the very last piece of the puzzle they couldn't quite figure out? You know what I mean? So like, here's a, here's a tip that a sales coach that doesn't work with the photography industry at all gave to me. I, I said something about how, you know, oh, I hate it when they call and they ask, what, hi, what's your price? And he's like, you hate it when people give you a buying signal? Right. And that shifted everything for me. When somebody says to you, hi, what's the price? That means that they are considering buying. Right. Like, they just need one last little piece of information to make a buying decision. Right. And I mean, they might, they might not buy. I get it. That hurts. It like feels like a personal rejection and everything else. But the act of the act of them picking up the phone or sending the email that says, hi, are you available? What's your price? That's a buying signal. That's not like a, like a bad thing. Welcome that, like go running to those people. They (laughs) took the step. Right. So now meet them. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So let, let's digress real quick because we're going to go too far on a tangent. We're going to weigh down web- websites, pricing, and all that stuff. And let's circle back to, you know, we're, we're going to like fix the whole industry right yeah, here. And that, right. On, on this podcast. Okay. Back, so back to Instagram. Right. So, tell, so anything else, again, anything else you want to share and, or if, if that's kind of the basics and you want to kind of just let people know where to connect with you, do that too. Either one, you're the, the floor is yours still. Just, Look at your business and make sure that you are measuring the metrics that truly matter. And they are the metrics that I feel like society has told us our entire life that talking about money is gross, it's a bad thing, etc. But money is the lifeblood of your business, like is entirely the reason you have a business. It is the thing that you need to be measuring. Um. When I sat back and listened how most of us talk about our business, we talk about how many leads we have, and we talk about how many bookings we have, but we don't always talk about how much money are we bringing in or how much profit are we making. And those are the things that your business is actually built on. Right. I totally agree. If you have a thousand bookings, but they're for $10 each, that's not really a good thing. Right, right. (laughs) No, so I, I, to- I totally agree. Even if you don't want to say those numbers publicly to other people for whatever reason, that's cool. But make sure that those are the numbers that you're measuring, that those are the numbers that you're paying attention to. It's not likes and followers. It's income coming in, profit that you're keeping, expenses going out. So, yeah, that's really good. Okay, so how can people connect with you and learn more about about Instalocal? Like, where you know, where should they go? What should they do? 
you know, where, where's the conversation happening outside of this podcast? So you can find me on Instagram under my name, Christine Tremelay. Um, and I'm sure you will provide a link to that because I know it's hard to spell. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I have a second account. I also run a community called Photographers Inner Circle. So Photographers Inner Circle is also on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. Um, I'm, I have a blog still at christinetremolay.com. And uh, InstaLocal has, is, has its own website at InstaLocal.biz. B-I-Z. Okay. Cool. That's awesome. Well, I tell you what. I mean, I love speaking to you because, like, you just inspire me to make tweaks in my business. You know, you're you're one of those people that you talk to, and I don't feel like I'm doing everything wrong. It's like, no, I'm doing a lot right, and there's a few tweaks I can make. And right. um, I think it's, that's what it's all about. And that's that's probably why you and I have both been in the industry for so long. Is like you can make those little tweaks and keep going. So it, you know, sometimes, sometimes it's actually a matter of looking at your business. And figuring out where you can simplify things. Like, where can you... I went through a time about a year ago where I was like, what can I cut? Because I was 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 trying to do too much. I was trying to do everything that's out there. And so stepping back and saying, hey, what can I simplify here? What, What are the activities that I'm doing that are actually bringing in the money? Or that could be bringing in the money if I tweak them just a little bit. So we don't, yeah. it, it doesn't have to be complex. I, I totally agree. And we, and we do, we just try to keep adding more and more and more. You don't always have to just keep adding more and more. I'm really guilty about that. And I, I, I also last year cut a lot of stuff back and um, now I'm focused on the stuff that I enjoy, like this podcast and stuff as well. So if I'm going to do I, extra stuff. I got to really enjoy it. I started to be like, Oh, I'm on Facebook which I am on Facebook a lot and I'm on Instagram and I'm on LinkedIn and I've got my website and I've got this and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do, you know, Oh, I'm going to do LinkedIn every day. And all of a sudden I was just like too much. Mm -hmm. It was just overload. Yep. I hear you. So, well, cool. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Um, I really appreciate it. I'll link all the contact below, how to get a hold of Christine. And um, you guys should definitely follow her. She's been doing amazing things in the industry for years and years and years. Um, and if you're looking for like a tried and true, tr- you know, source of really good things to help you move the needle, she is somebody to follow. She's definitely not flash in the pan for sure. She's She knows what she's talking about. So thank you so much for being on. Um, thank you for having me. It's been fun. Yeah. Not a problem. So we'll have to see uh, what conferences we end up at this year together I, for sure. I will so. be speaking at WPPI 2020. Okay, So cool. um, I have a master class coming up in, uh, tw- in at WPPI. So, yeah, if so you're everybody there, should go there. If people yeah, the are pl- there, come see me. Yeah, the plan is to be there. So I will definitely stop by for sure. So awesome. Well, thanks so much, everybody. We'll uh, talk to you guys next week. Thank you for listening to From Nothing to Profit, a photographer's podcast with Matt and Kaya. Be sure to subscribe for more business strategy and ideas to help you create the profitable and successful business you've always wanted. See you on the next episode of From Nothing to Profit.